Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast. And uh, Tim and I, we have an interesting discussion today. Um, you know, we start out with a little bit of nonsense like we normally do, but then we get into this discussion of how do we prioritize our lives? And we always have so much going on at work. We have so much going on at home. How do you prioritize those two things so you don't see them start to interfere with each other? Um, it's a difficult topic, but one that we think you guys are going to get a little something out of. And uh, also interact with us on this one because we want to know how you guys do it too. So super excited you're here. Let's get started. A lot of plates, man. And I think all my plates are packed. Are they? What keep on your plates? What would I keep on the plates? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, those, those things are pretty much all they're, they're wrapped up right about now. Yeah. You don't even make the trip across town. Oh, those plates. You're talking about like moving plates. Those, well, yeah. Those like, like, like breakable like dinner, plates. Like, yeah, like the stuff that. That's going on right now. Yeah. And you're here. Yeah. Well, yeah. So called you, moving is, moving sucks, right? Like it it's just, the it just worst. Does. And as an adult, you know, like it, and if you're fortunate to be able to afford moving, it's one of those services like you, you pay for it. Oh, like you I, pay for it. But maybe one of the best values of anything you could spend money on. It, it really is. And I got multiple quotes and, you know, kind of dealing with that whole thing. But, you know, one of them was like seven grand to move what? across. I was like, you lost your rabbit ass mind. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate it. But like moving that much, it, it's not that much stuff across. Yeah. Town, yeah. Right? I mean, they're not, they weren't trying to like, did the truck break down? They were going to walk or? Well, what? and this was the company that we paid to store last time. Oh. And they knew that. Oh, so, so like they, that, they that knew, set they knew point had a went, budget, went right? a whole lot higher. And so I was like, yeah, we're, we're not going to go with you. And and I, I, I'm overly nice to, to service people. Like, like I, I am a firm believer that you can measure the character of a man by how he treats people that right. they don't have to treat And you well. came from that industry for, before you came here. So you better understand. Right. But I was just like, man, like how there's, there's not even negotiating that can happen to get us back to a price yeah. point where I would feel good about, about your services. And what sucks is like his crews and we've had the same Armando's crew, shout out to Armando's crew from AB moving company, but they're awesome. But like, I can't, I can't, yeah. can't use them. I mean, it's like how am I supposed to do that? Not even a question. Right. So in the negotiating world, they anchor way past right where you could even move from there. Yeah. So, so I, I was, I didn't even entertain, him lowering the quote. I just called another company. Yeah. Another company's doing it for like eight hundred dollars. So your plates will be you'll have more plates when they get there than they had plates when they left. Because <laughs> they'll be in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but this this company is very, very reputable too. But I'm like I'm a new I'm a new customer to them. Mm -hmm. And and I think that was one of the bad parts about having used them so often in the past is yeah. that like they just kind of see as a, yeah. a big dollar signs. Yeah. So when you get the final bill, do you really think it's going to be $800? Uh, plus or minus. <laughs> plus How am I supposed minus. to do that? Plus or minus $800? Um, yeah. Plus or minus. And, and, and look, I'm fine with that. And, and them adding on surcharges too, because I promise you it's not going to get to $7,000. No, right? no, no. And, and honestly, this is one of those companies that hadn't been around that long and you know, it's kind of starting up and, you know, getting their feet wet and stuff. And I'm like, frankly, they're, they're undercharging for their service, but I'm happy to, to leverage that, but then also give a handsome tip. And like, I have this terrible habit of like sending people like service people away from my house with bottles of bourbon. So like, I guarantee they're going to leave with like half my bourbon collection and a box and, and a handsome tip in their pocket. So whatever. Wow. 
is that because you gave it to him because they stole it out of the box? <laughs> I hope because I gave it to him. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of moving, is there any job you can imagine that, that you would want to be, that you would want to do less? No. I mean, there's the guys that come out and, and clean out septic tanks. I would take that job a hundred times more than I would moving people. I mean, moving sucks. We hate moving. That's why we hire people to move. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine doing that five, six days a week? In, in the assembly and the disassembly oh. of that stuff and then the, oh. the wrapping it and moving it and then oh, yeah. like there's we've been moving a lot of stuff ourselves just boxes and stuff for the kids rooms and you know because we're kind of doing a, a more of a trickle move and then they're moving all the all the big right. furniture this weekend and i can tell you there are 19 steps from the ground floor to the top floor in the new house because <laughs> i'm lugging like you know like the stuff for the bar and stuff mm -hmm. upstairs and it's freaking heavy yeah and i was thinking there's an, I'm a, I'm too old for this. B, I'm too fat for this. And C, like, I, I just don't want to do this. But you're cheating because you have your back caged. So it's already like, it's already, yeah, it's set. locked, it's yeah, locked, it's in, locked place. in place. Yeah. But the, like, that's at the top of things that my new back doesn't love is, <laughs> is <laughs> lugging boxes of liquor up the stairs to the new bar. Well, so when you lug the box of liquor up to the top floor, do you wind up staying there a little bit and unboxing them a little? Like, yeah, I don't remember this. I taste this. Well, you yeah. have to rest. Yeah. <laughs> So does the liquor when it gets there. <laughs> so does the wine. <laughs> so with that being said, let's let's talk about our topic today. And and the I think the the name we came up with for the topic today is how do you how do you spin plates at work and not take the plates home with you? Yeah. Yeah, and I think kind of in the context of we got a lot going on around here. And it's yeah, really exciting time to be here at Access with some of the stuff that we have going on. You know, like. We're working with more customers than ever before. We're working with bigger customers than ever before. We've got some super exciting partnerships that were that are ongoing, but are, that are also kind of budding, right? And yeah. across you know healthcare on and non healthcare. So there's a lot going on, and, and a lot of that inevitably ends up ends up at my desk. And you know whether it's marshaling resources or working with contractors or doing these things, like it's just a big part of what it is that I have to do. And mm -hmm. so there's 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 a lot going on here, but there's a lot going on at home too with the yeah. move and with the kids and and with everything else. Just the you know the normal cycle of life. And, you know, for me, so it, we can start with, I think a simple answer and then work backwards from there is like, you just have to understand that there's so very few things that if you don't get accomplished by the end of that day, like the world's going to implode. Right. Right. And so, um, you've heard me talk about a lot, the, the glass ball, rubber ball thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I really firmly, and I can't remember what, what book that's from, but it's this concept that I've known for, known about for years and years. And, you know, you kind of, boil the priorities in your life down to ones that are glass balls and ones that are rubber balls. And just what happens if you drop a glass ball? It's gone. It shatters. Right. Right. And and you can't, you can apologize to it. You can try to put it back together, but at the end of the day, it's still, it's still a broken, it's still broken shards of glass on the floor. A rubber ball, you drop it and it bounces. Right. And so I try to prioritize my life in a series of glass balls and rubber balls. And, you know, no matter how much is going on at work, family is always a glass ball. Right. Right. Um, you know, the, making sure that our uh, that our customers are taken care of is always a glass ball. Making sure our partners are taken care of is a glass ball. But there's things, there's plenty of things, more things than than not, that are rubber and can either be bounced to somebody else mm -hmm. or left to bounce for another day. Right. Right. So you know, conceptually, that's that's how I break things down across across work. I like life. that. I like that a lot. You know, one one of the things you and I do is that is. And some days are more difficult than others is you and I commute 
uh-huh. are good ways every day. Some di- some days, um, by the way, it only took me 28 minutes. To yeah, I was like day. 33 this morning. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's pretty sweet. And um, some days is an hour. Some days mm-hmm. is an hour and 10. And But having that commute, and as weird as it is, and, and you and I both, it's strange, you and I don't live that far from each other, especially with your new house. We'll be mm-hmm. real close again. Um, but, you know, there's something about that commute is as much as I hate traffic that helps me separate those things, mm-hmm. right? It helps me ramp up for work and to think and be creative on the way to work. And then on the way home, it helps me drop things off, yep. right? And so you and I, and we've talked about on the podcast, you and I have very different minds, right? You're very, your mind is very structured, very organized. You know, when you have, when things are come at you, you are able to prioritize things very quickly, put them in a spot in your mind and work through those. Right. And you have, um, you know, you have some magic that you can do. That is an amazing skill that I don't have is you get a project and you literally can look at a timeline in your mind very quickly of how that works. Mm -hmm. Not me. Right. Everything that I come up with should be done tomorrow. And that's not realistic. So for me, I have to use um, tools. In fact, Sophie and I talk about this because she has the same brain that I have is, you know, for us to get things done, if they're not in the calendar, it's not going to happen. I mean, not only is it not going to happen, it's going to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And when I go to sleep, if I don't have those things written down, they weigh on me. I don't know what's weighing on me, but I know something's weighing on me because I can't forget. As soon as I go to sleep, it's gone. Right. And so for me, I have to you know, the way I keep things spent at work is I have to keep things in my calendar. I have to keep things on post-it notes. You know, that's how I deal with things. But I know that in my calendar, if, if I've gone through all those things, if before I leave the day, if I've gotten through all the things in my calendar, and it doesn't always happen, but I just move things forward if it's something that can be moved forward if I don't get it done. But I'm able to leave that day being okay with it. And when I'm home the night before or I get up early the next morning. I'm able to look at my calendar, see what's there and know what there is to accomplish. And so for me, what's important is to know what plates I have spinning and what plates I've put down. Um, That gives me peace and allows me to not take those things home. Um, If I don't know what plates I have spinning, if I'm not sure about what's going on, that's when I take things home. And, it, and it's not necessarily the plates I take home with all the tasks I have. It's not like I, have, I feel like I have to go home and do work, but I feel that weighing on me. I feel the burden of something that I'm forgetting, something that hasn't been done, something that people are counting on me for that I haven't done. That weighs on me, and that can be difficult when I bring that home. Because then I get questions like, wow, you seem like you know your head's yeah. somewhere else. or. Yeah you know, are you okay? Or what's going on? Or, you know, that sort of thing. And of course you get defensive. I'm fine. What's wrong with you? Of right. course, of course I am. Get off my, <laughs> get off my yard. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's, that's a glass ball, right? And, yep. and that's one of those things that if, if we don't have the ability to, to separate work from home, you go home and you, you drag some of that baggage with you and you end up saying or doing things that, that you shouldn't or, right. or that you, you don't mean. And I remember hearing this analogy one time of like, you know, what does that mean? Well, you know, you throw a dinner plate on the floor and watch it break. Yeah. And then look down at that plate and say, man, I'm really sorry that I dropped you. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to drop you. Yeah. Then put the plate back together. No, I was still broken. Right. Right. And so, you know, no matter how well crafted of an apology that you have, it doesn't put the plate back together. It's like right? yelling, yelling at your kids. Right. I mean, you can apologize for it, but they're always going to remember that you yelled at it. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's drives the importance of the fact that family needs to be a glass ball. And again, we, we don't always say the right thing or do the right thing. Like no. that, this just, this just part of life. Yeah. But, but being able to draw that line in the sand of when you leave work and th- the way that my mind works is like, when I leave, I know I have an hour to decompress, right? Mm-hmm. Make a phone call, listen to a podcast, listen to music or whatever. Right. And then from those hours of, you know, five 30 or till 10 30, when I go to bed, I'm super plugged into family stuff. Right. right whether it's working out, whether it's going to a baseball game, whether it's whatever it is, right? Having dinner. And then it's, I know that I failed to leave the spinning plates at home when my head hits the pillow. Yeah. And then I start thinking about work stuff, right? right. Like I'm good about leaving it alone unless I get a, really a text or a phone call from you. Right. I, I'm just not going to respond to it, right? right. Because usually it, it can be followed up with an urgent phone call if it really is something that's dire. Right. right? Um, but I know that that I've missed the mark if when my head hits the pillow, yeah. my brain starts spinning back up into work stuff, right? Yeah. And that's when I need to to kind of reassess and be like, okay, what can I do tomorrow so I can make sure that I'm getting an adequate amount of rest so when I wake up the next morning, then I'm I'm rest, I'm recharging, ready to go again. And that's another really good point, I think, for for a lot of people out there that, you know, especially when they're starting their careers. And I was told this when I went to, to school, um, went to university, some really bad advice from a guy one time. He's like, you know, the, he goes, the more time you sleep, the less time you have to do work. And he was like, the, you know, you don't need but four or five hours of sleep. You know, when everybody else is sleeping, you should be working. And man, that is the worst. Of course, maybe they didn't know the science back then because it was a long time ago. But, um, you know, man, that is the worst thing you can do. And, and, you know, one of the recommendations is how do you keep plates at work spinning and yet don't take a home with you? Is man, home is, home is a safe place for you to actually rest. And, and it's not, doesn't always feel like rest when you go home, but you know, knowing what's going to go, what's going on that night. And it's also, for me, it's important to know what are expectations. Do we have a ball game, right? When the kids are home, do we have a ball game? Do we have volleyball? Do I have to get knowing what I have allows me to think through that. Just like when I'm going to work, I'm spooling up for work. Mm-hmm. When I'm going home, I'm spooling down from work and spooling up for home. And it, it makes me look forward to those things. Just like I look forward when I come to work of getting those things done. But man, if, if you don't have a time when all, when the kids are in bed or if kids our kids are gone, that you know what, have a goal of I'm gonna be in bed by ten or I'm gonna be in bed by nine thirty, that I'm gonna get seven eight hours of good sleep, and wake up and be refreshed. Man, I I really don't know if there's anything better. I know that Bergeron talks about that. You know, if you had, I think somebody asked him a question. It was like, if you could have three things, if there were three things, and that was working out, eating right, or sleep, and you could only do one of those things for the rest of your life, what would it be? And he's like, not even close, sleep. sleep. Yeah. yeah. And so there's something about getting good rest um, that makes everything else work. Yeah, I, I think one of the worst things for modern productivity is like, you know, Elon, Elon Musk's book that talks about he sleeps like three hours a night or whatever, yeah. and you know, there's Grant Cardone, and th- there's, there's these like, way, way by the numbers outliers that can do those things, right? And these are the true geniuses of the world that right. are, you know, kind of revolutionized, but we're not them. Yeah. No matter how many hours I work or how little I sleep, I'm not going to be Elon Musk, yeah. right? And so when you apply that to the other 99.999 to infinity percentage of the world, almost universally, the person that you see that's working 80 hours a week isn't doing it productively. They are not at maximum productivity or efficiency because your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, it hits that point of diminishing returns where oftentimes the people that you see that are spending that much time at work just don't want to be at home for whatever reason. Or they're spinning their wheels or they get burned out. Like there's, 
there's such a cap and a ceiling that comes with that type of accelerated productivity that you're it's 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 unsustainable long term. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this: I've seen Grant Cardone twice on vacation, and he ain't, he ain't working on vacation. So a lot of that stuff is BS of yeah. His tanks, trying to get people yeah. to yeah. I mean, He's come on, dude. God, he yeah. Anyway, this isn't that part, but that guy drives me bananas. Like yeah. listening to him, I'm like, yeah. just try 10x harder. I'm like, what does that even yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's made more money than me. Yeah. You know, but 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 I think really Tim what it boils down to is understanding that through in, in a normal ten hour work day, call it, if you're prioritizing your day right and if you're understanding this concept of what truly is important and what can be passed off to another day, mm-hmm. you should leave ninety percent of those days feeling like you've checked all the boxes that you yeah. need to check yeah. or or delegated the tasks that you needed to del- to delegate. So when you get home you feel 100% confident leaving it at the door. And part of, and part of that is, pri- is prioritizing the things that you have to do that day. Right. Just because you have a large number of things to do doesn't mean all those things are important. Right. Right. It's figuring out what's important. That I, like that, you know, glass ball, river ball. What does that need to get done today? When I get done today, if I get these things done, I will feel like I had a productive day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, honestly, for me, it's a thing. Yeah. There's yeah. Some of these big projects. I'm like, if I, if I move the marker on this one project for the day, I go home and I'm like, dude, that was yeah, a good day. That was big, yeah. And there's other days where I have literally eight hours worth of meetings and I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that was a waste of a day. Yeah, I know, right? Right, and because it, I, I didn't I didn't accomplish something that, that's quantifiable or measurable for the company. Yeah. I just had a lot of conversations, right? Yeah. Generally, when you're talking about stuff, you're not you're not working when you're meeting about right. something for right. the most part, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it really is just understanding how to be productive, what that means. Is it sticky notes? Is it Trello? Is it whatever? Um, and, and it's being able to get those things done and maximize your time and your efforts at work and going home and just letting it go and being yeah. present as present at home as you were at work. And if you invest deeply into both of those things, then I think you'll find it easy to leave the other one when you're focusing on the primary one. Yeah, I agree. And another topic, I sometimes I say this in the podcast because we go back and listen to mm-hmm. these and it reminds us of things we want to talk about is meditation. And that's been big for me over the last three years. Um, and we'll talk about it on a podcast to actually separate those two things of how do I, how do I get that stuff that's in my head out? Um, there's, there's a technique to that. So we'll talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. And, and I think we can have a secondary topic on that for how, how I learned to differentiate those two things. And it's tequila. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Meditation, tequila, same. It's, yeah. it's like after enough tequila, they, it's like you're both, meditating. They both, they both, <laughs> <laughs> You, you, oh, how did yeah, you just with, burn with this both, podcast to the With ground? both, at some point in time, you're going to sit really still and not think about anything. <laughs> it's like it's like goat yoga, but it's, it's te- tequila meditation. <laughs> goat yoga. <laughs> it's a thing, is it not? So it's a thing. Goat yoga. Goat yoga. Yeah, baby goat yoga. No, I, look it up. Is that serious? Hand to God. Is that true? This I, I is YouTube. Can I YouTube this? I, yeah, I mean, just be careful. <laughs> if, if it has a sensitive material well, thing just don't you know i'm sorry it's if, like if, if to, there's a filter that comes up and says you click here this sensitive material click here if you really want to see it i, I won't you know yeah. we, we make quite the sandwich out of these podcasts it's like nonsense five to seven minutes worth of decent content and then and nonsense just nonsense it's, a nonsense but, it, but it's sandwich. who we are we it's could rename it bobble, bobbleheads it's and nonsense the nonsense sandwich <laughs> That's why we call it bobblehead, right? <laughs> we just sit there and just kind of shake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm being held, I'm being handed something here that says, uh, "Go, oh, go yoga at Bishop Arts. It's a thing. 
Are there really goats there? Okay, I'm out. I'm out. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Yeah, you Happy that. birthday in advance. Which is, by the way, one, one of my great entrepreneurial ideas of all time, I thought, and I never did it, and now I've seen people actually do it, is when you want to clear land, I mean, goats are nothing. Goats cost, what, 25 bucks a piece, right? They're dirt cheap. Yeah. So if you could put, I always thought if you could put up like a, a Sophie's laughing because she's heard me say this before. If you could put up like an electric fence around the the acreage that like somebody says, okay, I want to clear this land. How much time you get? How much time you need? As long as it gets done the next six months, dude, I'm in. I come in and put electric fence around the whole property. I put a big old tub of water out there. Right. And I dump about 30 goats out there. And man, anything up to six foot is going to be completely taken out. Like, look like somebody came in there with a weed eater and just knocked it all out. It only takes about 30 goats and about 30 acres. And six months, it's clean as a whistle. Or how about two hours in a tractor, you weirdo? <laughs> that's not near as cool and it's way cheaper to have the goats do it. <laughs> I'll just run your goats over with my lawnmower. <laughs> God. Uh, that's one right, step that's beyond enough. get off my yard. <laughs> You're so bad. Oh, you just, a, you just poo-pooed all over my a, idea. It's yeah, not all your ideas are good ideas. That put, that's a rubber ball just needs to go right down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I still like my idea. Thank you. All right. Well, right, we'll stop there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, hit us up on social media. Hit us up on uh, goatyoga.com. <laughs> Hashtag access goat yoga. Access goat yoga.com. Watch first on YouTube. This was fun. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, okay. Right, Till we'll next time. Till we'll, next time. <laughs> Thanks.